Allen Ginsberg here announcing that this is station WCBN FM Ann Arbor, your Dharmic free speech station. Good afternoon. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel, and today I'm so happy to have Mariella Griffor here in the studio with me. Mariella, welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm completely, completely delighted to be here. Well, it's lovely to have you here. And and tonight you'll be at Literati Bookstore. Um, at 7 o'clock. At 7 o'clock with Johanna Erickson. Yes. And you'll be doing a, a question and answer talking about uh, the poet and playwright Christina Lung, um, her work and your poems and your books of poems. And you've got... Um, We've got a lot of your books here on the table with us today. Um, we've got Mariella's latest out with Eyewear Publishing, The Psychiatrist. And this one is available in the UK now, Mariella, right? But not, um, and in the US? Yes. Oh, great, great. Okay. And that's The Psychiatrist. We also have House um, out with Mayapple Press. Um, and also your first book, Exiliana. Um, out with Luna Publications, mm -hmm. and then also Heartland, which is another, um, the, the poems, but in a different coat, is oh. it, or so? Well, <laughs> yeah, L let me explain a little bit about the, each of them. Um, the um, Psychiatrist is a new and selected uh, collection, so um, they are all poems from a... a uh, 1985 to 2009-2010 uh, and uh, Heartland is also a, a very short and new and selected that was published a couple of years ago in Sweden by Art Interpress. And Exiliana was uh, um, the first book published in uh, Toronto by Luna Publication and um, um, it's a very short uh, selection of uh, poems so that one was my first book so I don't have many <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> just two new and selected and a house was published by May Apple Press in Bay City Michigan um, they have been publishing a lot of uh, poetry and uh, lately fiction 
And um, I got to know a couple of uh, months ago that uh, she moved um, the press to uh, New York City. So mm, yes. they're somewhere <laughs> in New York. But, but still without the Michigan Foundation. Yes, right? okay. <laughs> she's, still, she's still publishing a lot of uh, Michigan writers. Yes. And, yes. and you are, um, well, let me read your short bio and then we'll fill in some more of the pieces. Because I was going to say, you're you're also a Michigan writer of sorts. Yeah, right? yes. yes. <laughs> I like to be claimed as a Michigan writer. Um, Mariella Grifor is the author of Exiliana and House. She was born in the city of Concepcion in southern Chile. She attended the University of Santiago and the Catholic University of Rio de Janeiro. She left Chile for an involuntary exile in Sweden in 1985. She lives in Gross Point Park, Michigan. She is founder of the Institute for Creative Writers at Wayne State University and publisher of Merrick Press. Her work has appeared in periodicals across Latin America and the United States. Mariela holds a BA in journalism and an MA in media studies from Wayne State University. Um, N- no, <laughs> but that when you say uh, uh, I hold an MFA from a New England college, <gasps> yes, yes, and I did know that. Okay, <laughs> so the MFA, and you were also a writer in residence at Wayne State University. Um, yes, I was for uh, three years uh, through this program at um, the interdisciplinary studies. Um, they have um, uh, for many years um, a program that um, give residence to a writer from the city of uh, Detroit or the suburbs. So the Institute of uh, Creators uh, Writers uh, came from that program and um, it was alive for uh, a couple of years actually, but uh, it was a functioning inside the Kulma. I don't know if you remember Kulma, the the um, college for the urban and labor and uh, metropolitan studies and it was closed a couple of years ago and everything and all the programs and disappear and um, the um, uh, faculty members that they, they were um, um, a tenure faculty were placed in different uh, departments um, throughout the Wayne State. So, um, yeah, that is the... The but reason for the for the the, the Institute of Creative Writing and the Writing Residence Program. So I think I was there from two thousand and three to two thousand and five um, as a poet in residence. And and just to finish out the short bio here in the in the back of house, um, you are the honorary consul of Chile in Michigan. Yes, I am. That and so that, and that sounds like quite quite a big thing. When did that happen, Mariella? Um, that happened in two thousand and seven. Um, I became the honorary consul of uh, Michigan, but um, we have a, a, a jurisdiction of eleven states. So I don't receive only people from Michigan. I receive people from um, from Ohio. I mean, people from uh, Illinois, um, from uh, Michigan, from uh, Indiana and uh, many other um, states around. 
Oh, so do people come and talk with you when they're Ch- Chileans coming to the U.S.? Is that part of the position? Well, n- not really. I mean, what we really do is just to uh, give a service to the Chilean citizens that uh, need help. And in, in general, we... Um, we do a lot of a uh, bureaucratic uh, work, like uh, um, giving pass a uh, passport and um, power of attorneys, uh, um, registration for the. Uh, their child uh, if they need that but it's so it sounds like you're in a bit of like a bit of a diplomatic corps that doesn't sound unfamiliar to what to Pablo Neruda one of your fellow countrymen yeah um, who also was an an ambassador well he became an ambassador after a long diplomatic career but the he, yes, you're right. He started at an honorary consul, and then he, <laughs> and he became a, a consul general, and um, um, later on, um, under uh, the government of um, Salvador Allende, he became a, a, an ambassador of Chile. But uh, it, it is a very um, hard-working uh, position. I mean, it's, it's not a very... Um, a flamboyant or a very um, exciting uh, work it has to, in general, people imagine. Uh, so people have a very different ideas of uh, what a consul do in the, their daily life. So it's a lot of uh, um, paperwork. So, uh, but I do like that. I, I do like the idea of uh, helping uh, my countrymen to solve their problems. Uh, we have a big uh, consulate and we have a big um, general consulate in Chicago. And um, we have a different uh, uh, honorary consulate uh, throughout the country. So in general, what uh, we do is mostly give um, service to uh, power of attorneys. Um, I mean, power of attorneys and a registration for the birth certificate well, it, and it, so on and so on. Well, it seems the most common. Oh, kind of a wonderful that you have this connection with Chile. Because as, as it says in your bio here, Mariella, with the um, involuntary exile to Sweden in 1985. Uh, yeah. So that can, um that was the involuntary exam. <laughs> yes. Um in 1985 I left the country for Sweden. Um Chile was uh, experiencing um a very difficult uh, political moment and uh, yes we have a military dictatorship at that time and um it was um, very difficult. The opposition to the military government was very uh, high and uh, very strong and uh, very violent. And um, um, I didn't have so much choice at some point than uh, living uh, It seems the in your poems that this is material, This these memories are so strong from that time, these memories of... Um, people um that you've you've lost maybe in a country uh, this this place that you've lost and and this also this resistance to losing 
it, I would say. Um, yes, of course. I, I, I mean, uh, poets uh, write about um, their experiences sometimes. I mean, uh, we, we are all very different. Uh, some people write very much uh, from the imagination, and uh, that is uh, also wonderful. And um, I, I do have uh, poems uh, just based on imagination but uh, many of the poems that uh, you can read in a house are um, um, taken from uh, an experience and um, uh, so it's uh, very difficult to avoid those uh, moments and uh, or, they come up <laughs> or, or they, not that you should avoid it because no. it's it sh- it's sort of the ma- the material of your your being and, yes and and the what you also weave into that are these moments where you're commenting like bringing in the Detro- Detroit rain or so like so you're moving through time and across places and then Sweden is 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 also enters into it yes i i i would like to say that uh, when i work on a poem um um for me, the the music, the the way the the words uh, move and sound are so important. And most of the time, um, the the poems are very honest. But uh, here and there, sometimes I have been uh, um, given up uh, uh, certain features, and I have been making the poem work in terms of uh, sound. And uh, that is fine because, you know, we, we, as I said before, we are very different. So, but in general, my poems uh, have a lot of um, um, real experience um, and um, a little bit less of uh, imagination. They're they're very different from uh, book to book. And and these are, of course, today, um, during our conversation, Mariel, we'll talk about, because you wear many hats, so we'll talk about your your poems, um, your work in translation of Pablo Neruda and Cristina Lund. Um, You're a publisher for for, uh, Merrick Press, Um, and and the Honorary (laughs) Consul. So I don't know how you find time to do all this, but we'll, we'll... We'll sort of try to hear bits and pieces of all of these aspects okay. of your work. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll take a short break. Um, today on Living Writers, Mariella Griffor is here. Mariella will be at Literati tonight at 7 p.m. in conversation with Johanna Erickson. Um, you've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, glad you did. I'm T. Hetzel today. Mariella Griffor is here. And thanks to Tex for being behind the glass, engineering, playing the music that Mariella picked out for today's program. Mariella, why these, why these, what are these songs that we're hearing? Tell us a bit about them. Oh, <laughs> um, this is, a, this is a CD called Jazz Posvenska, Jazz in Swedish. And um, I really like it a lot because it's so um, typical Swedish music or typical jazz. Um, and it reminds me so much about my time in Sweden. And I, I, I enjoy very much the melody because there is so much nostalgia in in, in the music. Um, and there is a couple of songs that there is one in particular that is very long in the city that is called Invandravisur. Um, so that means immigrant song, the immigrant song. And it reflects so much the nostalgia that the immigrants uh, uh, suffer when they leave uh, their country. And especially in Nordic countries, uh, because uh, it's so dark, nine months of the year, and um, you don't have so much um, light until nine o'clock in the morning, and then the sun goes down at uh, two 30 in the afternoon. So it's, it's very dramatic. <laughs> a lot of time to be with your memories, too. Of yeah. Perhaps sunnier locales. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we all felt that way this winter to some extent. No, I don't mean yeah, to yeah. make light of actually, it. But... Actually, you are right because this winter really reminds me so much in the, the, the climate in Sweden. But there are these beautiful things, like this melody that um, is beautiful. It feels full of hope. It, yeah, yeah, and it, it doesn't have any lyric, but um, uh, it's it's beautiful. When you went to, I don't get uh, uh, down or depressed if I listen to this CD. It's, it's just reminded me of uh, the best of uh, Sweden, and um, since uh, we were talking about uh, Christina Lund um, in the last couple of weeks and uh, working with uh, her poems, um, I thought this was a. Uh, uh, perfect a compliment to what we were doing <laughs> well, when you and and it is and when you went to Sweden uh, Mariella did you know Swedish did you have a background in that language is that why you know ch- so so you going there that was so again another life-changing experience. yes but uh, Sweden is uh, one of these countries where you really can function very well if uh, you speak English or you speak a little bit of uh, French and at that time um, I was able to speak a little bit of uh, sweet, uh, English and a little bit of uh, French uh, because uh, I studied English and French in the high school but uh, essentially you learn Swedish uh, very fast uh, because um, is uh, such of a big need and the need of a uh, communication that um, it doesn't take uh, very long so before you start speaking Swedish. And besides that, I met my husband in in Sweden and uh, we spoke uh, for 12 years Swedish uh, with each other. 
Oh, so so love is a good reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you <laughs> to, learn to immerse yourself in. in yeah, the... and so when you were um, in Sweden, were you writing poems in in Spanish and then also in English or? And even now, because maybe you have access to so many language and the music of la- these different languages moving through your through you, Mariella. Yeah, I think it, well, languages are always a, they have been very important in my life. Um, when I was young, I studied in in Brazil, so Portuguese was a very exciting new language to learn. Also, but the, um, I will say that the. Um, um, it, it, I, I think it, it, languages are um, very organic and uh, very emotional. So wherever you go, it, it's very easy for me to pick up them. You know, I, I have to work hard with the accent, of course, because you don't lose the accent very easily. But um, and they are so interesting and they're so exciting so um it's not difficult and um, in sweden you have so many different um, possibilities uh, to learn the language i studied two years uh, scandinavian literature in uh, something that is called um folk school uh, which is um, some sort of a community college and then uh, uh, you are kind of uh, ready to go to take courses at the university University, so I was always um, studying in different uh, uh, courses at any time that I have uh, uh, time and energy. So that is why um, I I learn fast, I guess. Well, Mariella, could we hear a poem from House? But okay. We, the, this and this was the collection we were talking about just before the break. Yes. Well, this collection is the in the second uh, book. Um, that uh, was published by by May Apple Press, and um, is um, is a very uh, different kind of book in the sense that uh, I wanted to portray um, the feelings of exile in the book, but uh, it's very difficult to find um, um, a, a way to say things without saying them, <laughs> you know. So I come up with the idea of uh, writing the last stanza in Spanish. So uh, people, when people read uh, the poems, they were most most of them were kind of frustrated because they could not they could not understand the stanza because obviously they didn't speak Spanish. So in somehow I was very successful in trying to show the people the way I felt sometime in front of the uh, languages that I didn't know. So, um, and they put them in somehow in, um, uh, in the air with the, with a lot of question about, so what happened there? I mean, <laughs> what is she saying? <laughs> so it was a very interesting uh, um, way of uh, working the the idea of uh, exile into the the poem. So there is a lot of poems um, that um, uh, talk about um, um, the language. I mean, how language was important to you, what happened when you are losing the language, etc. Hair of Sun Out of the lost memories 
she's uh, getting closer, little by little, half awake and full of dust, comes my mother tongue to bring me pleasant memories, violent smells, timid words, whispers of a man in my ears, bells in an open sea, winds from the south, and white lilies, comes my mother tongue, charged with nostalgia, has always, to leave me a package of a rainy days, warm bodies in front of a fireplace. She comes calm with the hair, hair of the sun, with her mouth of ocean, with her caresses in the darkness. She comes and sings me her verses to calm sadness. She comes sweet and strong with syllables I recognize, with delicious sounds, with voices like a stream. She comes and I bow in homage as to a queen in her palace. I give her my most precious treasures, phrases of lament, fresh laughter, a bouquet of violets brought, bought in werfanus, the air of the ocean, the black sand of San Pedro, the robust whistle of the wind, the dark red of the dusk in Santiago, words of love whispered, and again the sound of the ocean on Kirikina Island, the rumble of a seashell before the arrival of the soldiers, the sound of a nylon without torture, chambers or the handsome young captain approaching my cousins, the first kiss in the high school on the bank of the Mapocho River across the forestal park. These giant tongues come and sweep away my body. She submerged me in the sounds of a human catastrophes. She sweep me away with a bloody knife. She destroyed to deny me her words her six syntax of contradictions, her sovereign stylistic of colonial clothes and violent changes, inquisition of the soul. This tongue comes not only dressed with ideas, but with essence and embryonic caresses. This majestic tongue converts me into a spider that falls from her web. She converts me into an ant without a heel, into a Chilean bell flower without the south, into a well without water. And I climb up the steps of a reminiscence and again the words charged with meaning return to me has life itself trapped in foreign sounds, the language almost death revives me and wrap me in her cape of sun and shadows of water and eyes 
And so I become myself and I subjugate myself as a slave in love under her dominion forever and ever. Thank you, Maria. And so that 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 is an ode to your language, to your country. Uh, yes, <laughs> it is. It is an homage, a homage to to the Spanish language. But uh, if you see, it, there is not so much. Uh, um, there is a recognition for all the good things and that uh, your language mean. Uh, um, and um, it, it, it is exciting to be able to write all of this in in a different language that is not yours. Uh, because um, I also love uh, the English language. It's so vast and rich and um, um, you can do so much with it. <laughs> well, we'll take a short break and then we'll come back and Mariella is going to tell us a few of these these riches. Now. Okay. <laughs> Mariella Grifford, today on Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel. Today on the program, Mariella Griffler is here in the studio. And tonight, Mariella, you'll be at Literati with jo- Johanna Erickson, um, reading reading poems of yours and poems that you've translated of Christina Lung's as well. Um, so, so that's tonight at 7 o'clock at Literati Bookstore. Yes. 124 East Washington. <laughs> so people can turn their cars in that towards that direction. Um, Mariella, thanks for reading um, the Hair of Sand, the poem um, from House that we heard just before the break. Um, 
when we were off air, we were talking about you working in your your process a little bit, and and how you said this phrase that I, I absolutely loved, so that I wrote it down. Like you 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 grab them, the grab the poems as they come, and meaning in whatever language there, yeah. and as they come, can you tell us a little bit about what you mean? Um, I often um, hear people saying that um, it's very difficult to write a, a poetry in a language that is not uh, yours. Uh, but, you know, I make all the language I can mine. <laughs> so so I, I write in whatever language it comes because uh, uh, in between my husband and I, and this is what I was t- telling jo- Johanna uh, Erickson today, in between uh, he and I speak uh, uh, 14 languages and uh, he is absolutely gifted with the languages, languages that I cannot uh, speak like uh, German or French. My French is a very um, um, basic, but uh, I do like French. Do you uh, find that when you're writing about like a particular either feeling or subject that comes to you, or if you have a particular image, yes. like this image yes. is more Spanish or this image is more yes. English? What, how so? Well, um, as you mentioned before, I'm a very hyperactive person. Uh, my family is constantly uh, complaining because they they're so tired uh, when I'm around because I'm doing millions of things and uh, the time is going very slow inside my head but uh, for some reason outside in in the real world (laughs) everybody is uh, getting very tired of having me around Um, so I work very much at poems in my head and um, sometimes they come um, has um, a line in in Spanish um, and um, I get uh, very obsessed with uh, one word in particular, and then, uh, or, or sometimes I get uh, very obsessed with a certain sound uh, of putting uh, different words together, and I cannot uh, get it out of my head. <laughs> so I start working on that poem until it make makes a lot of sense in my in my head. And uh, since I'm always uh, moving from one place to another, I start to memorize uh, the stanza. And uh, and then I go to the second stanza and then uh, hopefully to the third one. And then when I have um, something like that, I put it down on on paper. And it works for me, but it will not work for a different person. I mean, we are all so different. Some people have a, a, the habit of a sit in, f- in front of their desk every day and uh, they write. I do so too, but um, poems are a little bit uh, different. Poems don't come to me every day. Um, I cannot write poems every day. I sit in front of the the computer every day and I work in different type of uh, writing. Um, when I cannot be very creative, I, I edit a lot and rewrite. I mean, American writers uh, correct and edit and and um, they make it 10, 20 drafts. I make 100 drafts to make my, my uh, work um, be good enough or be 
of a, a good quality. So you, I work a little bit harder. Is, yeah. So if you think about it, I really have two, three books. The other books that I have been published in different places, they are, they are um, collections of all poems. So they're they are not the new books. I, I do um, have... Um, um, uh, this uh, habit of uh, grabbing the the poem in whatever language they come. And, uh, lately, I have been uh, writing a lot of uh, uh, poems in English, of course, because the, I mean, it's the English is all around. I mean, I speak uh, all day long English, so. Um, but sometimes I have been in conversation with my family over the phone in Chile, and. Um, uh, Th- those days, um, lines in Spanish come more often. So now in uh, October, I'm going to go to Spain and um, and um, read uh, my Spanish poems in uh, Madrid. Oh, and Different places in Madrid. But this is the first time. I mean, I never have been doing this before. And um, I'm reading from a collection of... Um, um, poetry that uh, has not been translated into English. So it's, it's a very different experience. It's kind of uh, interesting. And are those new poems that you've written some in Spanish? Some of them. Yeah, or, some or of them are. From when, when did you start writing poems? Oh, uh, I, I was a, um, in a Spanish uh, um, um, major when I was at the university in Santiago. So I went into the university to study Spanish literature. So I had been writing uh, for a long time. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how long because otherwise <laughs> you're, going, you're going to know how old I am. <laughs> and you're, you have another, you have a translation coming out of Pablo Neruda's Canto, Canto. General. Yes. Um, Canto General will be released next year by Tupelo Press. And um, it's uh, my biggest work of uh, translation. Uh, Canto General is the um, the most one of the most important books of uh, Pablo Neruda. Um, so I had been uh, working four years, five years almost in uh, the translation of that book. Why did you decide to do it? What? How did you? Were you inspired to do it? What a good question. I I, I love that question because. Um, um, for, for many reasons, um, I read the the um, translation that um, you have, and there is a, a translation done uh, by an American um, a translator, and I thought that um, many of the, the chapters, many of the books, and many of the poems were not the. Um, very well translated and some of them were missing uh, some important points in the work of Neruda. Uh, I thought that the the the, the sense of this the great America was in somehow lost in the book because uh, let me give you an example. In Chile we grow up uh, looking at the 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 world map has a uh, um, America has one continent, so we we are also called Americans, right? Uh, not only Latin American or Central American, but the Americans because we are part of the continent. And um, 
I thought that the, that part, that the um, unifying sense of uh, being part of the continent, uh, was lost in the in the book. And I thought it was so important because um, that was a very big statement of uh, Neruda. And um, here, for example, when you talk about the Americans, you're talking about the North America. Uh, you know, so it's a, it's a little bit a different uh, idea of uh, how we see each other. Because, uh, of course, uh, we are Latin Americans uh, because essentially we speak uh, Spanish, except in Brazil that speak Portuguese. Uh, but uh, we are, we have this uh, incredibly strong sense of uh, belonging to the continent. We are not outside um, so we we are part of the, this big geographic um, piece of land called the uh, the Americas. And somehow this <laughs> this this theme that is part of the the mission it sounds like of Canto General yes, was one not of the present in the translation. The yes, or I think in somehow I mean I don't think the intention was to avoid that. It was only uh, that uh, it was a particular time in our, our history that uh, that book was done. It was uh, translated in 1973. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, it was good for, for that time. But now uh, we need a new translation because every poet needs uh, new translators. And, but, and a Chilean. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and a woman. And a poet. And a poet. Yeah. Well, I call my poet. Yes. What do you mean? (laughs) Well, I I write other things, but I feel um, mostly identify with with the poetry. So I like to claim the title of a poet. I mean, that is my strongest identity as a writer. Even if I, I write other things, and that is what I was trying to joke with. Yes, yes, and and you and you have, and part of your work is also then pub- publishing. So being uh, believing in the work of other poets. I, we mentioned, for example, Robert Fanning, friend of the show. You pub- published his latest book. Yes, I have been publishing a, a lot of uh, local uh, writers, and um, the press has been. Uh, um, trying to launch uh, new voices, and uh, we have a lot of uh, established uh, writers at the press. Um, so, uh, in general, it has been a, a wonderful experience to have a Marik Press because um, it has been, uh, you know, having having the work of a publisher really teach you about. Um, um, uh, communication and uh, generosity and um, you become so much uh, more aware of the world of uh, publishing and of the world of uh, writing because the needs in the in in the publishing world are very unique and um, it's very very difficult to get a book out there so in somehow that is a work that um, gives me a lot of rewards because uh, I help a lot of people to get um, their new book or their first book out there. Or if they are established writers, uh, um, they have the opportunity to have that book in particular that is very important to them, but uh, it's not 
kind of a mainstream that the big publishing houses are not going to publish because it will not give you the return they are looking for. So um, I I have uh, many of those books that are little uh, gems. <laughs> literary, and, and, literary gems, and that's part of the mission of Merrick Press. Absolutely, and and we've yes. just and you've got one of the latest books coming out is Paul Salons. Yes, uh, and that book is a very important uh, for us because initially it was conceived as a trilogy, and um, uh, we are going to publish uh, the third book of that trilogy at the end of this year. So the book will be a part of our celebration of the the. 10 first years of a Marek Press. Wonderful. <laughs> We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back um, to talk more today with Mariella Griffor. I'm T. Hetzel. You've got Living Writers. We'll be back. Welcome back. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel. Mariella Griffor is here today. Um, and Mariella, how long have you lived um, in the Detroit area? Um, 15 years. I arrived here in 1998. And yeah. so now is this like the place that you've lived the second longest? Uh, yes, but the, this is my home. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm claiming Michigan as my home. <laughs> yes, yes, and glad we are. <laughs> says says me, who, and I'm a transplant from from elsewhere. Um, Mariella, so a, a bit more about Canto General with um, Tupelo Press because it's it's coming, right? When can people look for it? Um, Canto General will be published uh, next year, um, in in the beginning of uh, 2015. It has been a, a very big and long project. Um, we were planning to publish uh, the book in uh, 2014, but unfortunately um, it was a, a project that was uh, bigger than uh, what we expected. So it's uh, a massive undertaking, a massive <laughs> yeah, book. It's almost uh, 600 pages it will be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in the beginning we thought... Oh, it's a piece of furniture, Mariella. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> it is. So um, it become bigger, but um, we are so happy with the, the result of uh, the book. And I think that uh, Tupelo Press is, is in very good hands because uh, Tupelo Press is a very well-known small press. And, um, and they have been uh, publishing a lot of uh, new and um, established writers from um from ever i i think is in 1979 he started and um i'm not very sure but um, many years ago yes yes <laughs> and uh, so they did a kickstarter for the for the um, uh, canto general and uh, they were able to raise enough money to uh, for the publication for the printing and the publication of the book but uh, now they they still fundraising for the um, um, the printing and they they wanted to add some uh, drawings and some art pieces inside the book so they can make it pretty are the drawings <laughs> related to Neruda's yes. original they are going to book. be related to um to the themes of uh, the book and uh, they're going to be done by a New York uh, artist uh, from uh, Argentina Argentina um, and um, so it's yeah, all in the so Americas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we we are trying to to do that part of the the project. Is still we're still working. So, but uh, in the beginning of 2015, we are going to see that book. So let's. I'd love to talk about the psychiatrist. Okay. Um, let's. Your so this book is now. It's out with Eyewear Publishing, U.S. and U.K. release. Um, um, there is a distribution, a, a press that is called Guernica Editions in uh, Toronto, Canada, and they, they are carrying. Um, the book, but if you go to Amazon or to any Powell books, you you can find the book uh, uh, everywhere. And I bet it's at Literati Bookstore. I, yes, tonight yes, at yes, seven o'clock, yes. you could go hear Mariella yes. talk about poems and translating, and and pick up a copy of the Psychiatrist yes. at Literati. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to read this poem. Um, it's it's a, one of the Michigan poems. Wonderful, <laughs> and even if a Valentine Day is uh, already passed, I think it's a it's a good moment I like this one. before the winter is uh, over because uh, we have snow yesterday. <laughs> Valentine's Day in Detroit. The sound of children playing in the snow. A bunch of orange roses and a sign be my valentine on the round surface of this day are these moments similar to the ones we dream of we could not answer we are not others we are the ones standing still almost faceless here we are inventing words on this hammock despite the baby's spit. A house untied to the ground, a laundry room of nostalgia, a window clouded by little sleep, a coat of memories we remove every February, a simple green and a Sanders chocolate box. Then we grow to the light like sweet peas. 
The sweet peas growing is so hopeful. <laughs> I love the images in, in the last stanza. Is that, how did this poem begin for you, Mariella? Um, I, I, I remember exactly when I started to think about this poem. I was say. Um, the winter, and uh, we were so tired. <laughs> My husband and I were always doing things and working very hard, and the children were very small at that time. Fifteen years ago, they were young children. Um, so I wrote this uh, poem um, uh, soon after I, I arrived to uh, Michigan, to Detroit. Actually, I always say I'm from Detroit because he he was always saying that he was original from Detroit. But uh, um, we relocated to Gross Point, where some of uh, his family members uh, came from. Uh, but uh, we always have been identified as uh, people from uh, Detroit because if you... Um, talk about Gross Point uh, to people overseas, nobody knows where Gross Point is. I mean, everybody knows where Detroit is, right? And uh, Ann Arbor has become very well known now because uh, it's a university town and a lot of people come from other places to to study. So um, Ann Arbor has been growing from 70,000 people to 120,000 people now. So um, it's big, but uh, Detroit is still more well known than right. Ann Arbor. Yes, Detroit is is a city to be reckoned with on the world <laughs> yeah. scale. Definitely. What, why did you call this book the Psychiatrist, Mariella? What uh, and there is a book and there, and there is a poem here that is called the Psychiatrist, and um, it was written um, about uh, um, the doctor in a refugee camp in Sweden. And um, this particular doctor um, have all the power in the world. I mean, not even uh, uh, the director of the refugee camp and the authorities, the government authorities, uh, were so powerful as the psychiatrist because um, in his hands uh, were um, the destiny of all these people coming from different countries in the world as refugees to um, the refugee camp in Halstahammer in Vesteros, Sweden. So uh, this man was um, um, very powerful in in this uh, strange ways because if uh, he didn't qualify, if somebody has a person that they could be functional in in, in society, um, they needed to stay for a long time, for years even, in the refugee camp. Um, even if um, they didn't have uh, absolutely any impediment, so it's it's a very different kind of poem. So yes, and then I thought since um, this is a new and selected, and I think that is a very disquieting and very uh, dramatic poem. I'm going to uh, put all the other poems around this one. So. That is why it's called the psychiatrist. And this consideration of, of power. Yeah. 
yeah. whether misplaced or or not, but when seeing it as it's in the balance somehow. Y- yes, yes. I think it, it, it is an important poem because they reflect in the reality of a lot of people that are dislocated in the world. And I always have been saying dislocation is one of the biggest plague of the world because look, look, Around, I mean, there's so many um, war zones and all those people that they need to leave their country and leave everything behind. I mean, their family, their houses, their their entire life, and uh, they need to reinvent themselves. And uh, many succeed, but um, many really cannot bear the the burden and the pain of. Uh, uh, living behind who they were, so it is a very interesting. And it's a, it, it is a powerful poem, and it, it is not um, a sweet one like the the one I read about Valentine. <laughs> part of part of the poems um, for you are they the reinvention of you, who you are, Mariella? Because yes. you are inventing ours, <laughs> reinventing. Because you aren't dislocated anymore. And I don't feel that right? way. No. Or, yeah, people just joining into this conversation will be like, hmm. <laughs> no, I, actually, I have been um, um, finding a lot of a peace in my new um, situation. In the beginning, when I just arrived to, to the state, I felt very uneasy. I didn't find a, 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 my right place. Um, it was very difficult in terms of uh, adapting to a new culture. But uh, um, just now I take it as I go. <laughs> and I'm very happy to to be able to have all this uh, richness, as you mentioned before. And the language. the, the, the Of course, the, it's fantastic. Yes. yes. The possibilities in the poems. Yes. Yes. Uh, and memories that are also g- making their selves known in the uh, poems absolutely. at the same time. Absolutely. So I'm not lamenting uh, um, the past that has uh, uh, a lot of people or uh, I'm not lamenting the loss of the language because I, I don't think I have been uh, losing any um, any feature of the Spanish uh, language. I think uh, uh, the opposite. I think my Spanish is uh, stronger and better than before. <laughs> so I'm just happy. <laughs> Thank you for talking with me today, Mariella, on the program. Thank Thank you. you. And tonight, everyone listening, Literati Bookstore, Mariella Griffor will be there in conversation with Johanna Erickson at 7 o'clock at Literati Bookstore tonight. Um, You've you've heard poems from The Psychiatrist, the latest uh, new and selected collection by Mariella Griffor. Um, Look out for Canto General from Tupelo Press coming next year. Thanks so much again, Mariella, for being on the show. I'm T. Hetzel. You've been listening to Living Writers. Until next time.
And up to Trey Burke, and LU passes! WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Yes, you are, and this is the Daily Sports Report here on 88.3 WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I'm your host today, Ryan Kassoff, for this typical Wednesday show with my typical Wednesday counterpart, Mr. Morris Fabry. Morris, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Ryan. Well, yesterday, a significant day in Michigan sports, something that was discussed on the Daily Sports Report yesterday, and that is that Nick Stauskas and Glenn Robinson III of the Michigan men's basketball team declared their intentions to enter in the NBA draft. Now, you know, we were talking about this Monday. There had been reports coming out before about both of the players declaring, and it's no surprise that seeing that the announcement had both of them, we all knew that they were going to declare and I don't think there's any, you know, I think enough analysis has been made. But the one player who's still a 